Hey, you're listening to Evergreen, a storytelling podcast. I'm Mitchell, and I'm a journalist. And this is Caleb. And I'm sick. Here at Evergreen, our listeners choose the prompts, our guests write the stories, and then we bring them to life. Today we have Paul from the Varmints podcast. His topics were a mousetrap, Ron Sushi, and Last Will and Testament. And stay tuned after the story for an interview about the storyteller's writing process. So prepare yourself for another audio adventure. This is Paul from the Varmints podcast, Victor. Hello, my name is Victor, I think. It's the name that's tattooed on me. I was born in Pennsylvania a few years ago and I moved to Baltimore shortly after. After hanging around in a hardware store for a while collecting dust, literally, I got picked up and taken to the Lucky Dragon Chinese Buffet just off the interstate and I've been here ever since. Normally I like to hang out right in between the utility sink and the hot water heater. My job here is to kill. really the only thing I know how to do. I've done it for, oh, gosh, must be three or four years now, and I do it well. Well, I I did it well until a few nights ago. I don't know what my future holds. In case I'm thrown away, I want my story told by anyone. My story is all I have to leave behind. It's my last will and testament. I'm a small plank of wood with a copper plate attached to a tight copper spring attached to a thick copper bar with some hooks and some loops. I saw a bunch of other fancier traps at the hardware store made out of black plastic. Gosh, some of them even used batteries. The manager likes me. He calls me old school. Nobody really calls me Victor. They just call me the mouse trap. I think it's kind of funny that I'm called the mouse trap. I don't really trap, unless by trap you mean break a mouse's neck with the copper bar and hold it there until morning. Yeah, it just comes so naturally to me. It it actually feels good. At the end of the night, after everything has been cleared down, they save one piece of sushi just for me. Granted, it's a piece of sushi that has fallen on the floor, has been put in the trash, but they, they pick it up and gently, very gently, they place it on my plate. They turn the lights out, lock the doors, and in the quiet of the utility room next to the kitchen, I wait. Sometimes for hours, but it's okay. I like it here. Eventually a mouse, usually one I've seen pass by a few times, gets brave and takes a little nibble of the rice, and if they get really brave, my bar comes down, and if everything goes well, I hit him right behind the base of the skull, crushing vertebrae and rupturing spinal cords. Oh, it's great. Sometimes I hit him so hard that my whole body does a flip and a twist in midair and I land upside down. A few seconds of twitching and then peace and quiet. Another job well done. For the rest of the night, the other mice scatter off, but there's really not a whole lot that I can do about them until the next night. Mice, they're a funny bunch. They're really wary of new things on their nightly route, so I'll see the same mice pass by a few nights in a row, giving me the little side-eye. 
Once they get acclimated, that's when I know I've got them. That's why this is my spot. One time a busboy accidentally pushed me behind the water heater with a mop. I didn't see a mouse for three nights. I think the only reason anyone found me was because of the smell of the rotting shrimp nigiri on my plate. Now they eventually found me, they put me back into place, and it took another three nights before my next kill. Oh, the best. The best is getting a double. You know what a double is? I've only got a few since I've been here, but man, they are great. Every now and then, two mice will get brave at the same time. They'll start nibbling and BAM! Two mice at the same time. Never even knew what hit them. In the morning, one of the guys will pick me up with a plastic bag and parade me around the kitchen going, Look at this! I always feel like a hero when that happens. Sometimes in the quiet, I hear snapping from the other side of the kitchen. Is that another mouse trap? I wonder what his name is. I wonder if he has a tattoo, too. I try to keep up with him, snap for snap. Sometimes I don't hear a snap. Sometimes he doesn't hear mine. Sometimes I get brought out of the utility room and I get set up where I can clamp down on the unsuspecting hand or foot of a busboy. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I'm happy to oblige. It's a nice little change of pace, little change of scenery. Everyone laughs and sometimes I get thrown across the room by the person who's, I'm clamped on. The manager will yell at someone and I get put back in my place. <laughs> oh, those were good times. You know, where the water comes into the building, into the water heater, there's a gap just big enough for the mice to come through. That's where they come and go. And I think I'm the only one who sees it. Which is fine. I'm not complaining. I'd rather be a hero than collect dust like I was in the hardware store. Anyway, the other night, a mouse crawled up to me. Except this guy was different. He was way bigger. I mean way bigger. I'd never seen him before. And unlike the other mice, he just walked right up to me and started eating trophy mouse. Man, if I was a hero before, I'll certainly be one now. I'd be legendary. I was patient. I waited until just the right amount of pressure on my plate. Bam! Except no broken vertebrae. I hit him, but I guess I didn't hit him hard enough. This thing fought back. He started gnawing on the plank. He bent my bar. I think he did something to the spring, too. He broke free. He crawled a foot or two away, and and then he was still. I mean, I got the kill, but gosh, I've never paid for it like this. Things on me don't work right anymore. One of the guys said I was broken. He called that thing a rat, and he said we needed a different trap. Is a rat what a trophy mouse is called? Let me have another crack at that trophy mouse. I want to be the hero again. But they haven't put any sushi on my plate in days. Is this it? What's next? Where do I go now? Look, if you don't hear from me again, every once in a while, just tell my story. Could you do that for me, please? It's all I ask. It's all I have. This is my will. Please, start the story like this. His name was Victor. At least that's what the tattoo said. And he was good at his job. Damn good.
Wow. Well, I love that story. What a strange perspective. We've never had that on Evergreen before. Yeah, kind of uh, writing from a, an, in the viewpoint of an inanimate object. We're just bringing it to life. I really enjoyed it. I, I really, really yeah, liked no, no, it. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Um, you know, when I first heard it, I thought it was kind of just quirky and a little in a really the first time I actually read the story, I thought it was a pure comedy. Um, but you actually, um, you had an interview. I got to with, sit down with yeah, Paul, and with I found Paul. out there was quite a bit more behind that interview. Than, it's a lot uh, deeper than it kind of seems, I think. Yeah, so why don't we, uh, why don't you guys take a little sneak peek at the interview I got to have with Paul from the Varmints podcast. Yeah. How did you, when did, when did you kind of come up with the idea of, of writing from the perspective of a mousetrap, like of a object? Well, it was... <laughs> When you gave me the three items, I was like, oh boy, this really is a challenge because, you know, how do I, hmm, do I tell the story from the the perspective of a, of a sushi chef? Do I tell the story of, from the perspective of a mouse? And I'm tossing these ideas around in my head and not really sure how I'm going to make these things work. And then it just kind of occurred to me, like it was one of those shower thoughts where I said, well, you don't have to make the subject of the story a living thing you can make it an inanimate object and that might be interesting okay so when writing from a perspective of uh inanimate object how much time did you put into trying to think of like a personality for the mousetrap because he seems very he seems very aloof and kind of like non like he's very very chill he seems like he kind of has it together he kind of knows what he is did you did you like tinker at all with maybe making his personality slightly different or so when I began writing this story I was in a really sort of dark depressed place in my life and the character that was in my head was this stone cold killer and a very you know stern serious I'm good at my job being but what came out of it was sort of where my headspace was at was this this thing that was kind of older now and you know, aware of its age and aware of its physical limitations and sort of unsure of what the future held. Thank you, Paul, from Varmint's Podcast for uh, recording this story for us. It was us. a lot I, of fun to have yeah, you on. Yeah, I, I love it. And all you listeners out there, be sure to go give them a listen. They're, uh, they're, they're doing great stuff, doing a great little – they teach you guys about animals. It's just really, really interesting. And their 100th episode is actually coming up, and he, uh, he let me know they got a real special guest for it, so it should be good. Yeah, and make sure you guys check them out on all the social media as well. They're really active on there. So that's Varmint's Podcast. Check them out. Uh, it's really worth the listen, I would say. And if you want to hear more of that interview that I had with Paul, uh, you can and find it on our Patreon, which is uh, where we put up the full-length interviews we do with the storytellers. If you want to hear more about them as people or maybe how they wrote the story, it's all up there. And honestly, it's super... I love yes. it. We wish we could put them in the episodes, but they're just too long. So yeah, they're on the yeah, Patreon yeah. all there for you. Um, speaking of our Patreon, um, we actually have our first forest ranger. Uh, someone who has uh, gone into the $10 a month tier on our Patreon. They are officially considered a sponsor of the show. Um, we definitely would love to thank Ben Harris for being a... Uh, faithful listener and also the top contributor to the show right now so super appreciated you you guys can actually check out this plaque that we have on our website evergreencast.com that actually shows the top sponsors um, specifically the tier of forest ranger on the patreon you can see the names of those under the sponsored list and on the website, you can also find our uh, bank of topics. You can see our story corner that we post daily, as well as all the articles.
articles that get posted in Evergreen News. And you can any, any other information like that you can find at Evergreencast on Twitter or Instagram. You can find us there if you're looking for more information about what's going on with Evergreen. Actually, would love to roll the... Uh, yeah, we need to figure out what the next episode is, man. topics for the next episode. I'm super excited. Uh, let me roll those dice now. Give me a second. Uh, that's going to be 36. Um, that is a traveling circus. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I feel like we've definitely had yeah, something I got, similar. I, I, I got to write a story about a carnival, but that was specifically a I haunted love house. this because one of the coolest things is seeing how a similar topic can have two completely different routes. And I'm super excited to see where this one's going to go because Mitchell had a very similar idea. Uh, not idea, but based around a carnival kind of circusy feel. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Let me roll another one really quick. 102. That is, this is a bit of a mouthful, the refreshing taste of Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's great. Um, I don't even know where that one's going to, I don't know where that one's going to go. Uh, let me do another one. I'll figure it out. <laughs> 79. 79. Tangled headphones. Okay. Nice. Something Easy. that we can all relate to. Unless you, you know, you've upgraded to the, the, the you know, the Bluetooth feature. And we can officially announce now that the guest for the next episode of Evergreen is going to be Phoenix Crockett. He is the family wellness coach of the Vermont Center for Children, Youth, and Families. He's also a bit of a uh, horror buff and uh, aficionado on that. So I don't know if that's for sure going to be where he takes his story, but I got a little psyched when he uh, agreed to come on the show because I love myself a good scare. But we'll see what he decides to do with those topics. And now it's time to read one of our lovely reviews um, from the podcast app. This is coming from the Apple Podcast app from Top is... Oh, it's, it's, it looks like it's multiple words. Top is back. All right. <clears throat> Listening to their podcast, I can immediately hear the work put into their unique style. Their energy and vibes are contagious and put you in a good mood if you're starting your day, on your way to work, or whatever. Highly recommended if you're wanting something new you're and sick, refreshing... With great hosts. Wow, that's a specific. That's super, we want super to say nice. thank you for Tapas Back. Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to hear, I mean, please go out and leave a review if you'd feel like it. We may hear it on here at the end of an episode. Been trying to do that. But yeah, we hope you all have a great time. I hope you enjoyed that story. Really enjoyed getting to have season two Paul on the going very podcast. Well. Season two is going very well. This is a very interesting episode. I'm very sick. And, uh,. Yeah, well, it happens. We also just finished a 15-mile hike. 15-mile backpacking trip, so. And you're sick. I'm going to go to bed, uh, and I'm going to go fix my car, because my car just broke down. It exploded. Yeah, it did. You guys have a good one. Bye.